With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick is in Chicago chronicling the Twins uh, at Wrigley Field. Uh, He should have a column probably in the Star Tribune at some point about uh, hooking up with some Twins fans. Uh, FSN's broadcast just came on and panned the stadium. Despite temperatures in the mid-90s and a similar heat index. It's packed. It is packed. And Lavelle Neal of the Strib pointed pointed out that the word has it it's going to be fifty fifty Cubs yeah. Twins fans. Well, I went down there in '09. We were Jay mentioned this because we did kind of a station trip because this was back when we had the the Twins rights. Yeah, and we did you know a listener trip. And I it was all for the entire weekend, but I had a wedding in Milwaukee that Saturday, so I met them on for Sunday's game. It it might have even been sixty forty Twins fans because this was still in the Metrodome days, yeah. where we craved outdoor baseball and the Twins were good. You know that was during the run of being of being good, and the Cubs were terrible. And it was sixty forty Twins fans on that Sunday afternoon game. It wasn't close. I mean, if you're a Cubs fan, you're probably and your season ticket holder, you're probably unloading your tickets right now, right? For, for a not? series like this, oh yeah, yeah. knowing a lot of people are going to make the trip down oh, and it's blazing yes. hot. I mean, might as well just sit back in a bar or sit yeah. back in your air conditioned home. And they're also showing kind of the renovations that that have. Uh, taken underway at Wrigley Field over the last couple of years. If you walk around it, it is unrecognizable. Like I was telling Pat yesterday, Murph, uh, that McDonald's that used to sit across the street from the main entrance isn't there anymore. They basically yeah. turned that entire block into a fan zone because my son and I walked through there last year. There's a really cool, uh, almost a they monetized a mini, it, did they? Oh, big time! <laughs> and that uh, there's an outdoor, almost a, a a replica of the field that kids can plan and stuff, which is accessible to people that aren't going to the game, which is kind of neat. But then they have a four story merchandise area yeah, where you can go spend do. a dollar or two oh, on some Cubs gear. Mm. But it is it is pretty cool and. The you Jumbotron always, too isn't that kind of taking yeah. up all, a huge amount of space over the left field bleachers now, and it's and 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 it's almost non-existent that you can watch a game from the top of an apartment up there. At least the Cubs are at least getting a cut of that now. And, and I forget somebody was telling me that the few bleachers that remain open now, what they're doing is you know they're not charging as much, but you can still sit up there and then you know like watch the game on TV or or whatever. But it kind of takes away from. I mean, sitting on the rooftops was cool. Because yeah, you were watching free ball. Did you ever do that? No, I never did. I never did. I, I've been in the bleachers a couple of times, like I mentioned, uh, bef- you know, before. You know, I had my experience out there, but uh, I, it, it's it's an it's an it's one of those old ballparks where there's probably twenty thousand really good seats and twenty thousand awful ones. You know, because you're, you're between the overhangs and the poles, yeah. you're not going to see much. But they redid the bleachers last summer, so that entire between the fall poles was all brand new last summer, and then I think this year. They came in from both follow poles to the dugouts because the dugouts are brand new this year. In fact, Marty Gellner just tweeted out a photo of the new 
Twins dugout. I, 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 at least from the looks of it, it's brand new. But I think that that was part of their the phasing project they were doing. Coomer was telling us when last time he was on that that's what they had to do because you don't have any room to, to do anything. You've got to do it kind of in sections over the course of, of a couple All of years. All you can do is build up or build in, but right. you can't really build out yeah. anymore. Does it still have the, the um, remember they put the, was the window out in left field for the, they put like one of the bullpens out in left field now, right? No, I think like they're a, still down the foul lines, aren't okay, they? Okay, but, but there's like a, I thought that they put like a, door or like a window or glass or something out in like left center field or left field or something like that for fans to see or for the bullpen pitchers i thought it was i thought they put the bullpen out there or something i could be completely wrong but i thought i seem to remember them and i think it was just last year they put it in I, think I could that, be I could be completely no, losing my I mind think here, but I think, I think they're they the last uh, they're the last ballpark to actually have the bullpens on the field as well um, down the left field line and the right field line. I know you wanted to get to something else, but this just uh, no. I, we don't have. We got plenty of time. I was just remembering something. Have you guys ever seen the YouTube video of the Pete Rose dive at Wrigley Field on YouTube? I have not. This looks so intriguing. This was from about 2010. The Pete Rose dive, and a young man was dared to do, you know, the Charlie Hustle, the yeah, Pete yeah. Rose dive yep. in the third base. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, a streaker kind of deal in the Wrigley Field urinal. And no. I will play this for no. you right now. I can't look at that. I just cannot. I cannot. That, I Wait. Oh, that Run that back, Reavers. What is... That so was him. awful to see. And I know this is bad radio, but uh, you, you, you don't understand. Folks. That was a trough. It was an a tr- old Wrigley Field trough. Oh, and he oh. was with his five, five buddies, I'm sure, that said, hey, I got oh. idea. But the... The cavalcade. Did he come up with a puck in his in his mouth? But imagine his teeth? two things you've got to keep in mind. Okay, if you're the I'm friend, sure that, no alcohol was consumed. No, at all during all. this. But not imagine that you're the friend that dared My him to word. do this. Now the joke's on you because number one, you got to top it. You well, no, you've got to sit next to him for the rest of the game and most likely on the trip home. Oh, I'm just gagging thinking about that. That's you know what that that's worse. That's worse than the video of the Eagles fan eating horse manure after the Eagles beat the Vikings. You have you think seen so? That? Oh, of course. Of course I have. Yeah. You think that that's the urinal slide yeah, worse than be- that? Uh, yeah, because it just looks like he's eating chocolate cake. It doesn't do much for me. But, but he's that, devouring manure. I know, but it doesn't <laughs> or, look as, as bad. Say, manure. This is This was a guy. Oh, I just saw. I'm just gagging every time I'm thinking about it. I'm so about happy that. that I got to show this to two guys that have never seen it before. That oh. brought me so much joy. Oh, and it, you know. Because it's a trough, and you just know Oof. that. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> and here's what I love: the fact that, and don't either of you say you wouldn't, because all three of this would have been f- as close as we could to watch this. Oh, idiot I'd watch it. Pull this off. I would. Oh, yeah. I, as yeah. gross as I'm watching the video now, if I was You've actually see in the genre right follow now, through. absolutely. I mean, I'm a fan of human cockfighting. I mean, if it, if there's anything out there. Uh, th- that would at least it's not me, but I, I after watching the video, I can't. Oh boy, watching that live. Oh, oh, <laughs> and I mean, he gets a splashdown. I was just gonna say that. That's- Look, see, now I paused it right before he takes the dive. You see, here he's got good extension, he's got good form, and then you get the oh! splash. <laughs> oh, 
I just gagged again. I just gagged again. I'm going to send it to you, man, so we can post this to the Ride with the Racy show page at 1500ESPN.com. He's going to be so proud. He must be so proud. Or or how about in 15, 20 years when his kids stumble upon this and say, hey, Dad, did you go to Wrigley Field back in August of 2010? Or whenever this was posted? Yeah. People are sweet, aren't they? Well, dude bros are sweet, especially. Or how about if you're the guy that had nothing to do with this and you have to sit next to him for the rest of the game? Well, whether, yeah, whether they have to, where's he going to go? He's just going to be out there cooking Yeah, on a hot summer day. You know who could appreciate a urinal dive? The the traffic man. You don't want to see it again? <laughs> no, he knows oh, he's about all it. Out. Yeah, he's all out. He's he says he's out. He doesn't want to watch is it. it. Does it make you gag, Kenny? Does it make you gag, Kenny? Uh, it's just you know, it's I've never been that intoxicated. I've been really, really, I've been blackout drunk a number of times. Yeah, and I still think that even blackout drunk, I wouldn't do that. What if I'd have said, "Hey, I'll give you twenty but bucks." This, no, this happened in Chicago, right? Yes. Yeah, well, you've partied with people from Chicago. Yeah, yeah they're f- all, all of them. Every single person from Chicago is capable of that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you because uh, this, this, all I, of them. I, you saw the video too after the uh, Vikings lost the Eagles in the NFC Championship game of an Eagles fan eating horse manure, right? Yes, I Which did. is worse? Uh, I'm, this. Yeah, this, I agree. This, this one, this one gags me more yeah, than that because that far. looks like he's just eating. Chocolate cake, and it's yeah. you know it's it's, no. it's out on the street. I've this seen, is you know exactly what he's swimming in. <laughs> I've seen people in Chicago, you know the fountain in Grant Park. I've seen Chicago police officers tell a person, Do if you not go in there, if you get into that and in, in, into that, I, I'm going to arrest you." And they get in anyway, and they get hauled off. I <laughs> just what, what don't you understand? Uh, I'm, yes. I suppose with the horse what, manure, what is it's, that? It's basically. <laughs> Something that's consumed from one no. particular source animal. Of food. Whereas, it's one source of food. Whereas the trough dive is, I mean, there's thousands th- yeah. of people I, yeah, who I, have relieved themselves uh, in there. See, yeah. You can explain away gross. the manure thing. I'm thinking maybe uh, have you partaken? Is that a delicacy? No, or I'm, just between some to, crackers I'm just trying to make sense some caviar. Oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm we're going to make sense We're going to pivot all. away. We're going to go cleanse ourselves and cleanse our souls after this conversation. This is Murphy in for Royce on the ride. Uh, by the way, game time temperature at Wrigley, a nippy 96 Woo! with a brisk heat index of 106. Uh, there are going to be some uh, some serious cookage out there. Um, have you been paying attention to this odd story out of Detroit involving the Tigers and their pitching coach or their former pitching coach, Chris Basio? Yeah. Uh, it's taken another weird turn today. Uh, for background purposes, on Wednesday, the Tigers announced that pitching coach Chris Basio had been fired for making, quote, insensitive, quote, comments toward a team employee. The next day, Basio came out told USA Today's Bob Nightingale that the whole thing was a misunderstanding. But according to today's Athletic, uh, Basio's explanation is total bull. Oh. Total bull. Really? Okay. Basio told USA Today that he referred to uh, Tigers pitch, pitcher Daniel Stumpf, a white guy, as a, quote, spider monkey, unquote, while talking with some other coaches, apparently referring to his weightlifting technique. Uh a black clap, uh, clubhouse attendant had overheard the comment and mistakenly concluded that it was directed at him. That was Basio's contention to USA Today. However, the Athletic, 
uh, has since spoken to four different sources who dispute the version of events. Here's This is from the story uh, posted today. Basio called the attendant, who is African-American, a, quote, monkey, unquote, according to four team, team sources. The remark was directed toward the young man who was collecting towels from the coach's room at the time during a post-game gripe session in which Basio was lamenting about a pitcher. During this exchange, this is, again, the athletic story, Basio made a derogatory comment about one of the Tigers' pitchers and then gestured toward the attendant before adding, quote, like this monkey over here, end quote, the Ooh. sources said. The attendant pushed back at Basio for the comment, and an additional team employee witnessed the exchange. Basio was provided an opportunity to apologize to the attendant after the outburst, but declined to do so, according to multiple sources. So it sounds like the team closed ranks around the attendant and is basically leaking to the athletic that Basio's explanation is total bunk. Uh, so he basically decided to double down. Yes, Basio, and said, "I'm. This is a total misunderstanding. I was referring to uh, the white pitcher." Which is over interesting here. that he would do that because Basio is the then kind of guy. He wasn't the only guy in the room either. Right, well, yeah, there were a number of witnesses, mm. but the fact that you know he's been around the game either as a player or as a coach for decades, and you would think that if he just kind of okay, let this go take some time away, he might get another chance at a job again. Well, now yeah. this... Maybe, maybe not, but... Well, I, but my point is, now, he's now done. for sure, yeah, he has completely cooked every no bridge. Shot. There's no, no chance shot. anybody's going to hire him. And this is Ron Gardenhire's right-hand man, too. And I don't think Gardy's been quoted much. It's been the team taking most of the lead on this, well, but they got rid of him very fast. Manny and I were talking about this before the show started yeah. today, and the, the thing I find most interesting is they were quick to act in this regard, and right. they just hired him. Yeah, just this season. Just this last off season, they hired him. And was he in Seattle? Where was he? Oh, for? Chicago, oh the, Cubs. the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Joe Madden let him go because he got his guy from Tampa, yeah. Icky. So, and I, wow. I mean, for a guy who's been around the game for that long to be that stupid. Well, because because well, I saw the because Reavers, you remember? I I saw that I saw his explanation yesterday, and, re- and yeah, and read it and was like, okay, maybe, okay, maybe. But then I still I still thought like that's that would be if okay if this was the case that's still really weird for the Tigers to just cut him loose probably, that quickly probably cut him loose without any sort of like couple the, days to sort of investigate yeah. or anything like they that. They clearly like they had pulled, several witnesses. They, they pulled gave, the trigger on this really really quickly. They had witnesses that they think were yeah. credible, and they made those witnesses yeah. available or at least that testimony available now to the athletic to debunk uh, Chris Basio's story. Right. And I got to imagine too. I mean, we've all been in clubhouses and locker rooms. I mean. These are literally kids. I mean, they're yeah. they're either bat boys or I mean, they're probably late teens, early twenties at most. Busting it, man. They're busting their butts off. And let me, I I can't imagine uh, one of these kids or one of these young adults making up a story like that or or trying to be faux offended like that and going to you know the team higher ups and essentially accusing the pitching coach of making a racist remark without having the confidence that this was actually true and it happened mm-hmm. and the other thing that the athletic story points out too is that the, the attendant quote pushed back at Basio for the comment probably got up in his face and explained hey I'm not going to put up with that I mean why would he do that if there was some kind of confusion as to who that was directed sure to? so Basio the ice is sink sinky uh, uh melting very quickly under Chris Basio just an just an odd story and it just it's too bad that Gardy who Ron Gardenhire who had to inherit Basio 
uh, has now got to go out and find another pitching coach and kind of put the. Well, we all know what's going to happen there. His buddy Rick, Anderson. Rick Anderson actually, is the, be... he is the bullpen. I think he's the bullpen coach. And now he's the mm-hmm. interim. And now he's been the interim. The interim tag will be lifted as soon so as the Starsky season's and over. Hutch are back together. Right. <laughs> um, back to Wrigley again. Um, if 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 the if the Cubs hadn't won the World Series in 2016. Um, which legitimized them more as a you know as a team. Obviously, it had been 108 years between titles. But do you think Wrigley Field, maybe even like Fenway Park a bit, has be kind of become a cliche in a sense that it's 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 become a destination and maybe not a place to go and watch baseball. Like a lot of people don't go to Wrigley Field to watch the game. They go there to they party. go there to be at Wrigley Field. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure the Cubs don't really care as long as the place is filled and the money's flowing. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if really true diehard Cubs fans resent the fact that they've become more of a destination and like a, a a bucket list item. I I always have wondered about that too because you don't see. I mean, granted, this isn't a good example because there's thirty or twenty thousand Twins fans that made the trip down there. But I wonder if that kind of has lost a little bit the, the 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 traveling to the away ballpark, and a lot of it might have to do with cost. I don't know, but you don't see that 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 part of it anymore as far as baseball fans go. And I don't know if that's because we're losing baseball fans by numbers, or if because I for me and maybe it's me being older with kids now because I don't hear any chatter of oh we got to make the trip to whatever. I don't hear any of that. I think anymore. it's the cost. I also think it's. I mean, I mean, we've just been talking about just how the game has has changed, and a lot of people are getting, you know, the younger crowds are getting bored with these games because they're long, yeah. and and now it's it's we're kind of at that point now where people don't, I don't think people want to spend that kind of money to travel it, to go to a ballpark to watch a game that isn't quite as. But the difference is with Wrigley. I don't know if they necessarily get into the game. It's about being at Wrigley Field, right? But it used to be... Or a, even just around Wrigley Field, right. that whole neighborhood. But before this run of Cubs, you know, historic greatness yeah. took over in 20, what, 15, when they lost to the Mets, you know, that season when they made the yeah. playoffs. But before then, you could get tickets at a decent price and go to Wrigley Field. And now... Now it's more pricey. Oh, my God. That's the reason why I wasn't going to go this weekend with my kids and we were going to go to, to to Comiskey or whatever it's called because... Guaranteed link the, uh, the, financial... The, the price difference was ridiculous. And again, it's because you're talking about the White Sox, who are a doormat right now, unless they're playing the Twins, mm-hmm. and you're talking about one of the best teams in baseball. I also think that part of it is, and we touched on it yesterday, the competitive balance in baseball is a joke right now. You've got mm-hmm. you've got a, ten teams that are okay, dots. and you've got 20, 20 that are not that are terrible. Well, why don't we, when we come back after uh, John Height's uh, sports update, I'd like to talk. I wrote a column this week. Uh, talking about you know what ails baseball right now, but mm-hmm. uh, there's there's a there's this consensus out there that if they go to an automated strike zone, that may compel hitters to hit more and speed up games. And I don't agree with that. And I wanted to kind of get into that with you guys, whether or not you think uh, home, uh, the home plate umpire has become obsolete or he should be preserved. Uh, this is Murphy in for Royce on the ride here on 1500 ESPN. Four thirty here on Friday afternoon. John Heights in with an update. Thanks, Murph. This update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com/slash hire. Wait for it. <laughs> 
Twins Cubs playing down uh, at Wrigley Field. Uh, they're in the second inning. It's nothing to nothing. The Twins threatened in the first. They are threatening again in the second. They have runners on first and third uh, with nobody out. Jose Barrios breezed through his first inning. So, uh, again, zip, zip, top of the second. Twins roster moves today. Uh, Taylor Motter, if you miss it yesterday, ran right into the fence, right into one of the posts uh, with his face. Yeah, I played yesterday. the highlight. He's been put on a seven-day disabled list with concussion-like symptoms. Man, that looked like it hurt. Holy cow. His place on the roster, taken by catcher infielder Williams Astudio. He was hitting two ninety with seven home runs and 25 RBIs at Rochester. To make room on the 40-man roster, the Twins have designated righty Felix Jorge for release or assignment. They're showing the, um, in addition to watching the Twins game in here and not paying attention to John Hyatt Murph. <laughs> Shocking. They also I, I'm have listening. The, they also have the traffic cam in here. We've got some road explosions yeah. going on throughout the Twin Cities it's, metro uh, area right Rex? now. Or, uh, no, no, literally the road. Oh, buckling like, because yeah. of the heat. Because of the heat. Yep. There's one in Egan, and I think there's one out my way in the Chanhassen area, too, on Highway 5. Hmm. It looks like a ramp for a dirt track. <laughs> Defender Francisco Calvo will represent Minnesota United at the 2018 MLS All-Star Game. Calvo and the MLS All-Star will take on legendary Italian club Juventus August 1st at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, We will, of course, have soccer on this very station this evening. Minnesota United in action. Uh, That's going to be a hot soccer game at TCF Bank Stadium this evening. They're playing Dallas FC. You'll hear it here. 6.30 pre-match, 7 o'clock kickoff on 1500 ESPN. Uh, Minnesota United making other news today. Uh, their FC midfielder Colin Martin came out publicly as gay today, just hours before the team celebrates Pride Night tonight, becoming the only active male athlete in the major professional sports leagues to come out. 23-year-old made the announcement on Twitter, revealing that his teammates, family, and friends have known for some time. Martin is in his sixth MLS season. He was traded to Minnesota in 2017 after signing with D.C. United in 2013. Minnesota will wear rainbow numbers on their jerseys for that game tonight against Dallas in celebration of Pride Night. Minnesota Lynx in action tonight. They're playing the Atlanta Dream, that game, of course, at the Target Center. Chuck Fletcher will remain in Minnesota, but the former Wild GM has a new job. New Jersey Devils hired Fletcher as a senior advisor to the general manager of hockey operations. He'll be an assistant to Devils GM Vice President Ray Shero. The two worked together from 2006 to 2009 with Pittsburgh. The 51-year-old Fletcher was the Wild's GM from 2009 through 18. He will remain based in Minnesota. One other NHL note, the Washington Capitals have found the successor to Barry Trotz as their new uh, on their own bench. Associate coach Wait, Todd. Huh? Start that What's, one over? What did Cap, you say? The Caps are hiring Todd Reardon. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, he was named, he used to be the closer for the Twins. No, that's Jeff Reardon. Got it. Associate coach Todd Reardon named the 18th head coach in franchise history today. 47-year-old Reardon is a highly regarded coach who specialized in working with the team's defensemen. He joined the Caps back in 2014, having previously spent four seasons with the Penguins, winning the Stanley Cup with them in 2009. LeBron James telling Cleveland Cavaliers today he is not exercising his $35.6 million contract option for next season. He will become an unrestricted free agent. The decision to decline the option was expected by James because it gives him more options, which includes him re-signing with the Cavs, who can offer him the most money. They can offer him a five-year deal worth $209 million. James can also sign a short-term deal with Cleveland, something he's done every year since coming back in 2014. Oh, get him, boys. All right, thank you, John. We appreciate that. We'll be back with more of the ride here. Murphy in for Royce on 1500 ESPN.
and homer and the twins are up. You doubted my guy, Joe. I didn't doubt him. I thought you were bad-mouthing him next door. So we were literally standing in here after the uh, when, the, when we went to commercial break, and I said, oh, I'll watch Joe pop out to the left fielder. And when he hit the ball, I looked at height, and I said, see, I told you, as it sailed over the left field wall for a three-run homer. So good for Joe. Well, it's 100 degrees. The ball's going to fly. Yeah, that's a good point. He still didn't pull it, but who's complaining? Well, but thank goodness, because is it Mike Montgomery? I forget what his first yep. name is. He has been god-awful, and the Twins have had some of the dumbest strikeouts in these first two innings. They should have at least five runs off of him right now. He is terrible. Montgomery I'm talking about now for the Cubs. <clears throat> hey, I wanted to ask you something, because you strike me as a guy that is very... Uh, opinionated without thought? A little thought. bit. Not, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> very opinionated. Um We've we've uh, we've spent a lot of time here in the last week talking about you know the problems that baseball faces. Okay, uh, longer games, pace of play, too many pitching changes, too much dawdling around, replays bogging things down. You've got uh, the biggest stat out there that I saw from Sports Illustrated is that the average downtime between balls and play three minutes and forty five seconds. Now we've we've heard you know there's there's all kinds of solutions being bandied about out there, but one of them I've heard a couple things on are should we go to an automated strike zone? Um, would that speed up the game because it would basically call strikes as they are and force hitters uh, to swing the bat a little bit more? Where do you come down on the whole automated strike zone argument? Um, because we've all become armchair umpires with the fox box. I'm a yeah. I'm a guy that is desperately trying to cling to the old school thought of a way that a baseball game is played. In that, I like that there's a human element to it. I like that there's no clock. It's what I love about the grand old game. Having said all that, I have seen far too much horrible home plate umpiring and and balls and strikes being called that either should or shouldn't be that I think it's uh, it's inevitable that it's coming that electronic strike zones and and Manfred is one of those guys that will implement it because he's he's a guy that wants to be progressive or at least perceived yeah. that way and if ultimately my my thought is Murph if it's good for the overall health of the game I'm all for it because this is the first year I've really started to worry about the game I've been on I've been on the pace of play bandwagon for a couple of years now but even more so, and I know it's being brought up a lot, the fact the ball is just not in play enough. Right. That's a problem. It's a, and the, the problem that I have is the, the comeback to that, whether it's baseball executives or the apologists from, from personnel is attendance has never been higher. Revenue is strong. Okay, but you're yeah. not looking at the big picture. Yeah, but attendance is going down right now. But not, not even that. Ten-year-old kids aren't watching baseball. That's a problem. When I was ten... I watched baseball. Hell, when I was 10, I was listening to the radio every single night before I went to bed. That's what I did. Kids aren't doing that now, and that is a problem. Three minutes and 45 seconds of downtime. I mean, you've got players now that are being judged and compensated for working counts, for getting a 10 or 12 pitch at bat, for getting walks, or swinging for the fences, right? So what you have now is a ton of strikeouts that have suddenly become acceptable. They used to be embarrassing. I mean, if you're a hitter and you were, you were struck out and kind of took that stroll back to the dugout, that used to be embarrassing. Now it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's just part of, the, it's, it's part of uh, the cost of doing business. Something else that's been bothering me, too, and it kind of affects pace of play because it's, we're starting to see it happen a lot more is pitching changes. I'm, it's bothering me that we're not seeing starting pitchers go deeper into games. Yeah. That, that bugs me because I like 
to see like that the world the the Cubs Indians World Series. Okay, it was a great series. It went seven games. Gave him seven was great. Cubs won it all. Whatever, whatever. But but the Jack the, Morris John Smoltz game is never. No, gonna no we're not seeing no. that anymore. Yeah. Even like the the Yankees Diamondbacks of Clemens and Schilling going deep into that game, and it's a two to one game. Look, we're not seeing that and anymore. I, People are going to their bullpens in the fourth inning. And I got news for both of you guys. It ain't changing. And the other thing I was going to mention too, and Manny's one hundred percent right. The other thing that we all need to be worried about, and I do think that it's going to become a legitimate problem. Look at what Tampa Bay is doing right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're flipping the Five-man staff is a thing of the past. You mark my words that that is going to become. And to be honest, you watch when the the the, the Players Association and Labor Union get involved, it's going to become an issue. It's where, costing jobs. Well, but, okay, but the comeback to that part is, well, there's still guys that need to throw the baseball over the plate. So it might not, it might not cost... Uh, Jose Barrios, a roster spot, but it might cost a guy like Kyle Gibson a chance to be a full-time starter. He'll still have a spot in the big leagues because his stuff is good enough. My point is, that's where we're headed. Because Tampa Bay has always been kind of the brainchild of finding a new and creative they way. Shifting, to, to they were cut, shifting early. They were yeah. the, one of the first ones to implement that. So and, and I that's get the it. next step in baseball. And I get it. I mean, people are trying to, you know, they're the, people are innovative and they want to try different things. And we've got the analytics and everything. And the numbers are, the numbers are there. The evidence is there. But I just, I, I you know, when, when people, I'm changing sports here for a second, but when people, complain about like all the three-point shot all the three-point shooting that's going on in the nba right now and i i don't mind it but i also understand sort of the frustration that some of the old old school people have with it because it is different and it's just kind of but they're still rebounding and they're still passing and there's still things happening sure as opposed to baseball it's 10 pitches and swing for the fences yeah. yeah yeah um i i was asking reavers about this because i i wrote about this earlier in the week i I'm concerned that we're we're already losing a bit of the human element because of replay. Now I get it. You want to get boundary calls. You want to get uh, home runs called right. You want to get pl- bang bang plays on the bases. You want to get them called right. Replay is fine. I mean, it it, it was inevitable. It's going to happen. But there's some unintended consequences that have come from that. Now you've got uh, managers calling for reviews on double plays where. Uh, it used to be the neighborhood play, right? A shortstop's toe may have just lifted off the we base yesterday. doing a pivot, okay? Yeah. Or a, a, a runner sliding into second base. he does, His body pops off the bag momentarily while he's going over it, and the tag is applied to, or still being applied to him. And the Chase Utley rule, too, at second base. They're, they're, they're reviewing that crap, too, to see if the runner didn't... Didn't have the slide intention into the bag you, properly, or yeah, it's just. I mean, these are unintended consequences that now are bogging down the game. What I worry about is if you take away the home plate umpire and take away his role as calling balls and strikes. Look, for a hundred years, pitchers and catchers and and hitters have had to adjust to whatever the strike zone is. Fans out there say it should be automatic. It should be the same thing the every game. But you know, it's up to the players to adjust to the fact that an umpire, just like them. The game is defined by failure. An umpire is never going to be perfect. Right, but look back to, well, hell, we had it in the College World Series. The the home plate umpire in the Mississippi State game, remember? Mm-hmm. He was calling pitches that were four inches outside for strikes just because he was part, he was... He was making himself. He was making himself part of the game. Like Go, Eric Gregg did that one Eric time. Eric Gregg, that's and, the next one series. I remember Greg Maddox. Braves, yeah. So I guess I, I see your point, and for the most part, I think. 
Well, they should be punished for that. Well, but that's the problem, Murph, is there is there's never been accountability placed on baseball hey, umpires. If, if there's a guy out there, we always hear about C.B. Buckner and Angel Hernandez, <laughs> that these guys are the worst out there. Hey, if these guys, and, and they can measure this, if these guys are that cons- inconsistent and consistently bad at calling balls and strikes, then relegate them to the bases. Okay, you're not calling balls and strikes anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they, their postseason assignments are judged. There should be a lot 20 that. guys that that's just what they do. do they we just st- call balls and strikes. I, I 100% agree with you. So that's fine, but we, you don't want to remove. When I say the human element, too, we've all essentially lost. Granted, the, the, the twins the other night had Gene Glenn and Paul Molitor tossed from a game. That's a rarity. We've lost the theatrics of the manager and an umpire arguing, going jaw to jaw over a call. Because Mm -hmm. what happens? Something's close. They raise their hand. Hang on a second. We're going to take a look at the replay. The call is judged in New York. There's no passion. There's no, I mean, every the the days of Lou Pinella or Billy Martin going out there and kicking dirt on the field. Now, granted, that could be a little bit absurd, but that's stitched into the history of the game. I mean, there's something about watching a manager and an umpire go jaw to jaw, literally spitting at each other. The Lord crowds are going and taking the base and, and stealing it, stealing and, and walking yeah. off the field. <laughs> fans go nuts over that, right? I mean, we've lost that. And here's another thing: be careful what you wish for, fans. Isn't it part of being a fan to heckle an umpire? It's part. Well, of it. if if yeah. if now you're going to have an automated strike zone, you're basically going to have what four green lights and three red lights on the scoreboard, and all the home plate umpire is going to do is signal it. I know you haven't been able to watch much of this, but what we're seeing What's right happening now with now? Jose Barrios is exactly what I'm talking about. What? Are Paul had, Call's getting blown? He has had three pitches that should have easily been strikes, and the only reason there's a guy at first is because whoever the guy is behind the plate didn't call strike three, and he's just getting completely hosed right now. He's he's had two walks, and both of these guys should have been struck out. Okay, but you're and making that the, decision based on the Fox box, which isn't always accurate. No, no, itself no. Too. You're seeing where the pitch was, and there's no reason either one, any of those pitches should not have been called strikes. And that's my point because there just should be a handful of guys, twenty or whatever it is, that there are home plate umpires. Angel Hernandez should never be behind the plate. And I know, another blown call by I'm Hernandez. just saying that there are guys that are probably qualified <laughs> to be a base umpire, but there's only a select few that are good enough to be behind the plate. Do we still have And they that. should make more than the guys that are that are base umpires. Reavers, I think we still have that clip of our guy Tommy Hamilton ripping C.B. Buckner last year. You know what? We could play it when we, we come should back. Play it when we come back. Do Murph, that? Murph, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we're locked and loaded. You know what else we could do too? Is we could play the the infamous Lee Elia meltdown in yes. honor of the Cubs. Oh, yeah. the Cubs twins here today too. from 1981. Yeah, oh, absolutely fantastic. We'll be back with more of the ride right after this. Sudden payoff pitch, strike three called. Encarnacion not happy. Thought the pitch was outside. Was ready to go to first, and he is letting C.B. Buckner have it. And a look at the replay, and it was definitely outside. I tell you what, somebody has to explain to people how certain umpires, like a C.B. Buckner, continue to have a job. At some point, don't you have to be qualified, and don't you have to be good enough? If a player was as bad as he is, they'd be in the minor leagues or out of the game. And Buckner's been bad today for both teams. But that was a brutal call, and it's a game-changing call. And that takes nothing away from how the Twins have played and how they've pitched today. But it's ridiculous that certain guys in the umpiring profession keep their jobs no matter how bad they are. Now the set by Kinsler. 
Now the 0-2 pitch. Up high. How about that? He called it a ball. One and two the count. That was almost well, that poetic. Was, uh, that was kind of surgical, actually. Oh, that was well done. Love Tom Hamilton. I know. Yeah, yeah, Angel Hernandez and C.B. Buckner are generally considered the two worst home plate umpires and arbiters of balls and strikes. And like I said, if they're... if. If it can be determined that you're you're too inconsistent, then yeah, just relegate them to the bases. I've got no problem with that. I just don't want to throw throw away the the last bit of human element when it comes to officiating. But what that's a- but I think what we just played with Tom Hamilton, I think that's part of what makes it great, the fact that we do have bad umpiring. I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme you want umpiring to be better. But that's part of the fun in that. Complaining about it is, Com- par- is part of it. Complaining about it is kind of part of it. It's, yes. it's, it's fun. I mean, I, I enjoy it. That's It makes that great. Reavers, you're smiling. Are you pulling up Lee Elia? I no, don't know if we've no, got no. time for it. Is this, uh, is this Tom, Hawk? No, Tom would occasionally join because he loves Pat. He loves Royce. Yeah. Tom, Hamilton does. And so I saved a little clip just to show you how close their relationship is. I don't think Pat would mind that I would share this, but... Normally, when we would tape an interview, there's a little, there's like what, like a minute or so of, hey, how are you? What are you up to? And blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And we got this. All right. What are you working for now, Patrick? Oh hell, I got this radio station, and then I'm at the Star Tribune. <laughs> what are you working Who are you for? for? Are you are you still employed, <laughs> sir? I don't know why that made me laugh as much as it did, but Tom's like. Who are you working for? Are you just on the streets? Well, just because everybody knows Pat. Is, he's just, he's Roycey, you know? And who are you working for these days? <laughs> oh, God, that made me laugh. It was very funny, and he got a chuckle out of it, too. So, yeah, I think we're going to have to bless the audience with Lee Elia at some point in the 5 o'clock Yeah, coming out, coming out of the top of the hour, yeah. why don't we do that? Because in honor of, for those who don't remember, there was the infamous oh. Lee Elia rant. Oh. I believe it was from 1981, post-game, after Cubs, you know, a, the, a lowly Cubs team were getting booed off the field playing a day game, and Lee Elia had the rant to oh. end all rants. And we they have, were god-awful, right? Oh, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. We have to mix in a little Hawk Harrelson, Angel Hernandez. Yeah, let's sure devote it to great. meltdowns in the 5 yeah. o'clock hour. I, I can live that. with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I'm sitting in here for Patrick Royce, who is in Wrigley, who is at Wrigley. We should get a report from him at some point in the Star Trib. I think he's writing a column on uh, Twins fans making the pilgrimage. Uh, I'll be in for the next hour here on The Ride. This is Murphy Inferoisi on 1500 ESPN, KSTP, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.